So 17 million views by the age of 17. Is this possible? Well, it is. And I'm excited because I have Evan DiDio with us here today on the YouTube Made Simple show. My name is Heather Torres and I am your host. Now, this episode of the YouTube Made Simple show is actually brought to you by our next upcoming challenge here at Think Media. We have a YouTube Impact Challenge. This is a five-day free challenge that you can sign up for over the next five days, starting on May 18th, you will get uh, access to free content. And we are also going to be giving away a YouTube studio. That's right. You will have the chance to enter to win a brand new YouTube studio with a camera and lighting and microphone and all of the fun things that come along with that. So if you have not already signed up for, you can register right now for the YouTube impact challenge at ytimpact.com. I'll tell you more about that after today's interview, but I'm excited to bring up my guest, Evan DiDio, who is a speaker, musician, and social media advisor. He's actually helped multiple YouTube channels reach over 10 times their goal and including his church's YouTube channel encounter today, which is now more than 17 million views. He runs multiple YouTube channels at the age of 17, and he's passionate about seeing churches using social media to bring revival and reformation. Evan, welcome to the YouTube made simple show. How you doing? Miss Heather, I am doing fantastic. And it's so good to be on the show today. I am a full of energy. I've got a whole cup of coffee over uh -oh, here. Watch so. out, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so you're lucky. Evan, um, I'd love to know, I mean, 17, hello. Can we just like honor the fact that you are already a hustler, like really diving into YouTube? But tell everyone on the show, how did you get started in YouTube? What was your journey to 17 million and beyond now views on YouTube? Yeah, I, I believe that starting correctly is important. And if you, if you didn't start correctly, don't worry. There's always, you've always got another chance. But I started in an interesting place without knowing anything about YouTube, without having ever been on YouTube. I was in a band and I wanted to learn a song and I wanted to learn the guitar solo to that song. That song was Hold My Hand by Hooting the Blowfish, taking you back to the 90s. And I wanted to learn the guitar solo because I'm in this band. I want to I want to do the song well. And I look up on YouTube how to play the guitar solo to hold my hand. Me in my bedroom with my bed. I didn't even do my hair. The lighting is weird. I've stuck my phone. Literally, I put my phone in a lamp like there was a lamp sitting there and I kind of stuck it in between the edge. It wasn't supposed to be there and it fell a few times. It took me probably five hours to edit the video on my phone. But I got the content and I was excited. I posted it on YouTube, no tags. Uh, I did have a th decent thumbnail, which is still the thumbnail today if you want to look at it. And I, I, I just posted it. And a week later, I posted the part two, how to play the rhythm section. Because I was thinking, well, if they want to learn the guitar solo, maybe they also want to learn the rhythm section. So I, I figured, hey, maybe this will help someone. And if you're watching this and you're just now getting started, I want your goal not to be getting thousands of views. I don't want it to be making money. Of course, you need to think long term. You need to think about what am I going to do five years from now? Will this be profitable for me? But I want you to start thinking about, am I going to bring value to someone's life? And my vision from the start was this video is going to show another kid my age how to play the guitar solo because there's no one else out there teaching it. So that was my vision from the start. And then I did a video about fidget spinners. 
And if you've been on Think Media for a little while, you know you need to keep it niche down. You need to make sure you're in a niche and you're not going all over the place. I didn't know anything about that. And then one day my dad showed me a video of this guy named Sean Cannell talking about affiliate marketing. And I was like, can I watch more of his videos? First YouTube channel I subscribed to was Think Media. And I started learning, wait, it's good to be in a niche. So I picked the guitar niche, and I didn't realize that was a very populated niche, and I changed later. But I started listening to Think Media, and I started just kind of enveloping myself in Think Media, and all the videos are on there, around there, and then I found video influencers. I watched all the videos, I'm serious, every single video that was on there in 2017 or 2018, I watched all of them. And finally, I went to my pastor, and I was like, hey, could... Is it okay if I try out some of these things on the church's YouTube channel? It hadn't been anything serious. There were a few videos on there. Something could happen on YouTube, and people can actually reach people on YouTube. So that was my start, and from then on, I started doing more on the YouTube channel. That, that's a long answer to a short question, but... So, so good, Evan. I loved that you just got started. You were like, I'm going to just figure this out. And then uh, you've been able over the past few years to uh, not only just advise other churches on YouTube and social media and how to do that, but you've really grown your church's YouTube channel to over 17 million views. And we've got three tips for uh, new YouTubers, right? Uh, advice for new YouTubers, because now that you've done this journey for a while and done it in different niches, right? Not only just yeah. the church niche, but your own. I just really wanted you to come on today and help people with maybe some advice that they haven't heard before, because everyone's going to hear the things that we talk about, like consistency and making sure you've got the right topics and all those things. But I loved the angle that you had based on what you were doing. Let's go ahead and get to our tips today, Evan. Tip number one is use polarized and trending topics. Talk about this for a new YouTuber and why this is so important. Yeah, and I think it's interesting what he just asked about can a church or minister be in a niche. I think that the Bible is a great niche, and that leads into what we're talking about here because the Bible is very polarizing, and maybe you're in another niche. Maybe you're not talking about the Bible necessarily, but there are polarizing topics in whatever niche you're in, and I found that polarizing topics get a great click-through rate, and they get great engagement. Now, you might be thinking, oh, that sounds great, Evan. Well, it's not the type of engagement that you might be used to because polarizing means that some people won't like the side that you take. And so they, there might be some negative comments. Um, with, Of course, there are people you need to hide. But don't be too concerned about that because they're engaging on your video. That is engagement, and that's helping your video get forward. So polarizing topics, what does this mean? This, like trending topics, and I like how the Think Media podcast has talked about riding the wave um, of, a, of a trending topic, and I highly recommend searching through the archives on here and finding that because it's great information. And so when you start doing polarizing topics, expect some negative engagement, but expect engagement nonetheless. It's going to be good engagement. And let's say, uh, I mean, politics is very polarizing. If you're talking about the Bible, you've got the end times that can be very polarizing, both together could be very polarizing. Maybe you're in the cooking niche and one person says this recipe should be this cooked this way, like on the grill with charcoal. And another person says, no, it should be cooked, you know, with what, however else people cook things on the grill. You can tell I don't know much about a grill, but that's polar, that's polarizing and, and people are going to have different responses to it. 
And one thing I'd say in your thumbnail and in your title, don't automatically give away what side you're on. Make it so they need to find out in the video. And mm -hmm. that way it delivers a payoff in the video because if they find out, no, you shouldn't use coal on the thumbnail and they believe you should use coal and, while you're cooking chicken or whatever, they're less likely to click on it because, you know, you, you disagree with them. But once once you get them on the video, that's powerful and you get engagement. Mm, so good. That actually leads into number two when growing a YouTube channel as a brand new YouTuber and as a veteran YouTuber. I think number two is so important, and that is to encourage engagement on your videos. There's so many ways you can do this, right? This leave a comment. This is like and subscribe. But yep. how do you as a YouTuber, as someone who is helping another channel, doing your own channel, how do you encourage engagement on videos? And why is this important for new YouTubers? Yes. Yeah, so I, I speak with churches a lot about um, this specifically. They want to know, how did you grow your church's YouTube channel? It doesn't make any sense. You're a small church from the backwoods of North Carolina. And I tell them because we've got a family in our church that I explain to them how the YouTube algorithm works. And this is, this is interesting because not all your family mem members care about how the YouTube algorithm works, but a lot of them care about you and they'd be willing to learn. So what do I mean by that? I explained to the church congregation that when you like a video, you are helping that video get to someone else that needs to watch it. When you're watching all the way through, you're promoting this video to get in front of more people. And I think, you know, the position a lot of churches take is it's YouTube is a place to store content. And maybe that's what you think. YouTube is a good place to store content. I like what the Bible says in the book of Joel. He talks, he, he prophesies that they're going to beat their plowshares into swords. Now, what does this mean? Maybe you don't know what I'm talking about in the book of Joel. What is all this? Plowshares are make, managing what you already have. So plowshares are for make sure you're bringing in the harvest on your land. Swords are for going out and taking new land. And I explained this to the congregation, and even the, even the older people that aren't into technology at all, they got it. And they realize when I comment, I'm helping this video get to someone else. When I like it, I'm, I am on a mission now to get this to evangelize because it's, it's evangelism. Social media, when you're commenting, whether it's a good video or a bad video, you're evangelizing that video to more people. And so that's what I, what I explained to them. And what I think you could do is talk to your family members. Um, maybe you don't have family members. Maybe you've got a friend. Maybe you've got five friends. Explain to them, hey, could you could you turn the video on and maybe just set it down to the side? You don't even have to listen to it. You could turn the volume down, maybe like it real quick and just watch all the way through. And once it's done, move on about your day. You could be doing the dishes while it's going. And you'll be surprised how much of that helps because you you are helping that video get to more people. And I, I hope that makes sense because getting help is so is so vital. And once once they once the people that care about you realize this, they are very interested in helping. So true. And I love that your example was really, you know, in the church, in the congregation, but this really goes for all niches and totally. all creators, right? Yes. Meaning like if you're in the cooking niche, you should be connected to other people in Facebook groups or right. in your in your own life or out in meetups, whatever that looks like, where you can start to ask for engagement. You know, I think about Tony and his wife, Cammy here on the Think Media team. And whenever she has a new video out, I don't cook, but I watch it and support because I love what she's doing. And when yeah. you have people around you supporting you, that's the type of engagement. But here's the thing. 
you've got to encourage the engagement, right? As a content creator, it doesn't necessarily come natural to be like, look at me, look at what I'm doing. But when you teach them the why, like you Mm -hmm. did, Evan, you taught them the why, that's where that came from. And uh, Evan, I just, I'm so encouraged by the way that you've taken what you've learned at Think Media and applied it to your niche. That really is what we love to teach is that these tips, this advice is good for any YouTuber in any niche. You're just showing your example. Mm -hmm. And number three is really great. I know you talked about the first thumbnail that you changed where all of a sudden that video blew up to 1.2 million views. You've definitely studied thumbnails. You actually are working on some things in the back end around thumbnails, but number three, make faces more prominent in your thumbnails. Walk through why this is important and some other maybe thumbnail advice that you have for new YouTubers. Yes. So I'm, like you mentioned, I'm working on some things in the background talking about, um, and an online course for creating good thumbnails. And you can subscribe to my email list if you want to, um, learn more about that in the future. It's not out yet, but Thumbnails, I have spent so much time studying thumbnails because thumbnails are the most important thing I would say you could do to a well-shot video. So let's say you have a fantastic video that solves all the world's problems, but it doesn't have a good thumbnail. It's not going to do good, it's, and it's not going to get to the right people. So div- spending time on your thumbnail is so, so vital. YouTube is forever working on the viewer intent and the viewer interaction with videos. They are always thinking about how can we make this easier for the person that is on YouTube right now? How can we keep them on YouTube longer? So they're always working on that and thumbnails keep on getting so and so much more important. And I don't, I don't want you to neglect the importance of what I'm talking about today because if you, if you haven't been investing time in your thumbnails, you need to start. So let's, let's talk about some practical tips. When you're shooting a thumbnail, which by the way, don't, I recommend not just using a still from a video unless you have to, but when you're shooting thumbnails, make sure your face is prominent. And that's, that is the first tip because having a face that's prominent in the thumbnail usually does a whole lot better. And I've, I basically just copied, you know, good artists copy, great artists steal. I just copied what Think Media was doing and kind of put my own twist on it and it started to work and my click-through rate is now probably, I believe, an average of around 8% on the church's YouTube channel because, and that's, if if you don't know much about click-through rate, the average is between 2 and 5%, so 8% is pretty good. On certain videos, I have an average of 15 and 16% click-through rate because I will spend an hour and a half on a thumbnail. I try to limit myself to two hours, but I will spend an hour and a half making sure the face is in the right spot, making sure the face is close up to the camera, that the eyes are visible. Uh, Sometimes I like to put a white outline around the person. Uh, If possible, I don't use any text at all because, again, YouTube has a special algorithm designated to thumbnails. So they will read your facial expressions. They will read the text on your thumbnails. And I think a lot of people don't realize this. They just put whatever in their thumbnails. But you, and you spend more time on your tags than you do your thumbnails. Your thumbnails, YouTube looks at your thumbnails just as much as they look at your tags. They have something called cloud vision. And I, I love the work Daryl Eves. If you haven't heard of Daryl Eves, I highly recommend looking him up because he talked a lot about cloud vision. I believe it's called cloud vision that literally looks at all of your thumbnail, your facial expression, whether you're happy, whether you're sad, whether the text on the thumbnail is relevant to the video, is it clickbaity? They go through each and individual frame of your video to make sure you're talking about what you say you're talking about. So Think Media talks a lot about keywords and how important they are. 
And once you start implementing that, I highly recommend researching keywords for your thumbnail. And not just using the same thing in your thumbnail as you did in your title, but finding keywords that are getting searches that you can put on your thumbnail specifically that, you know, of course, not very wordy, but keep it clean, basically. I like to make it as appealing as possible. So good. Oh my gosh, Evan. By the way, you were dropping some really big knowledge bombs there when you're talking about researching uh, the actual keyword for your thumbnail separately. We teach that here um, at Think Media, but we're going to be talking about keyword research inside of our YouTube impact challenge also. So I'm really excited to um, for that to happen next week. But I really loved how you said that the facial expressions matter. And especially when it comes to making the faces more prominent, it's really about getting that expression. And I was coaching someone uh, today, Evan, and I was telling them, you know, their, their thumbnails, their face was actually, it was like a bunch of their body. And so their face was so small. And I was like, crop in, here's the hack, shoulders up. Shoulders up is the image, not body shoulders up because that allows for the eyes to be more prominent and the Mm -hmm. face to be more prominent and the emotions to really uh, be a part of that. And Evan, you just sound like you're already a part of think media. I love it. You had a bonus tip for new uh, YouTubers, because this was something that really was the catalyst into you becoming a professional YouTube coach, right? You are helping other churches. You're really helping in social media. You are um, actually producing content yourself, but you're also running other channels as a job, as a 17 year old. I'm, I'm like, can I meet your mom? That's what I want to (laughs) know. Yes, Um, you can. You have a bonus tip and I love this tip because I believe in this so much as well. And the bonus tip is to get a coach. Why do you believe in getting a coach and what has it done for you? So, you know, I started YouTube three and a half years ago, about around there. And I found Think Media and that changed my life. And Sean Cannell became a mentor. And whenever you're looking for a coach, I don't want you to just think of somebody you can listen to. I want you to think somebody you can listen to, learn from, and act on. Not just take what they say and say, wow, that's a a good piece of advice. And never actually act on it. Never actually do anything with it. So whenever you're looking at Think Media, there are so many great channels. And I've I've heard so many people, um, like Sean's given so many examples of people that are like, well, I've I've tried your tips and it's not it's just not working and he goes and looks at their channel and there's two videos well yeah it's not working because you're not working it you've got to be persistence it's it's a game of attrition and if you don't have someone that you can look up to you you'll get kind of surrounded by the cloud and you'll 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 feel burnt out and really that feeling of burnout will will not be real and you won't have a coach to tell you Hey, you need to keep going. You, you know, a coach isn't a coach isn't some nice school teacher that is like, oh, you can do it, Timmy. I believe in you. No, a coach is going to tell you, what are you doing? Get up off that ground. Just keep making videos. And that's that's exactly what the Think Media team has been for me because I'm not just hearing what they're saying. I'm acting on what they're saying. So that's what I want you to do. I want you to start with Think Media. I want you to start just listening to every, I don't mean you have to get on a personal phone call with them, learn what they already have given for free and then move on from there. And I think the impact challenge coming up is the best place to do that. 
about a year ago, this time with the first challenge y'all did was really when everything started taking off. It's when I joined VRA. It's when I did that, that everything took off. And it's not just because I took the challenge. It's because I was in the challenge. I took the advice and I acted on it. So good. And 17 million views later, the impact you guys have had around the world from just a tiny town, right? Little yeah. tiny town, little tiny Very. church. You guys are impacting millions of lives. And that's exactly what you can do on YouTube. That's the that's the coolest part, I think, about YouTube is it connects people from around the world. Our next challenge that Evan was just talking about um, is coming up on May 18th. So you can actually sign up at ytimpact.com. It's free, right, Evan? You did yes. the whole challenge. It's yes. free. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then through that, uh, Evan actually became a part of our online community, our co online coaching and course program video ranking Academy, but you can do the entire challenge for free, which is something that I highly recommend, um, is your next step. So Evan, I would just love for you now that you've been doing YouTube for several years, now that you've seen some success on YouTube, now that you're coaching and training and working in this YouTube space, what advice would you give to someone just starting? My my piece of advice would be don't give up on what works. I've seen so many people that ask for my advice and I give it to them and they start, they go after it. I mean, they are doing good thumbnails. They're researching titles. They're using vidIQ to find good keywords and they're doing all the things, but they after a month or two of doing it, they start to let off a little bit. And, you know, it's it's really easy to... Just kind of take it easy. It's really easy to take it easy. That needs to be a t-shirt. I need to remember that. <laughs> so don't let off the gas. Aim for that vidIQ score that is 100 out of 100. I've gotten that a few times. And I, every video I do now, you know, when, whenever you're planning for a live stream and you're in vidIQ, vidIQ gives you a score. And so I, it, it's a 50 out of 50. And I've gotten to the point where I'm getting a 50 out of 50 on every single video now. And I'm not letting up. I'm not changing the message. I'm not changing what I'm talking about. I'm not telling my pastor, you need to talk about this because it gets more engagement. I'm not changing the message. I'm changing the marketing. And that's what you need to do. Change the marketing and don't stop with what works. Keep doing what works and keep your foot on the gas pedal. And I think that'd be my advice for someone that's just getting started. You're, you, need, you need to be in it for the long haul. And that's what I, I'm in it for the long haul. I know Miss Heather's in it for the long haul. And you can join in by, I think the challenge is one of the best ways to get in on the long haul because you invest in your time, you, you invest your time into it and it becomes real to you. So that, that's just a quick thought, but. That's good. Awesome. Well, Evan, Hey, this is where people can find you. Tell them uh, what you're all about, where they can find you and you, uh, and what you're up to next. Yes. So like I mentioned earlier, I'm working on my thumbnail e-course. Now my YouTube channel is all about um, YouTube for churches, how to reach more people with churches. So if you're a part of a church, if you know a church, I think it'll be really helpful to them. For media directors, for pastors, pastors that wear many hats. And so that's my goal. I'm here to help. I do live streams. I'm in a season now where I'm not doing as many live streams. I'm posting once a week at least uh, with some shorts, but I plan on a lot more content coming out on the summer that I think is going to be very important. And of course, there are two and a half years worth of content you can watch. So you've got plenty of things uh, to, to enjoy on the YouTube channel. And you can sign up for my email list at my website at evantodio.com. 
Evan DiDio, 17 years old with over 17 million views, helping churches learn how to use social media. Evan, thank you so much. If you would like to be a part of our uh, five-day YouTube challenge, you can go to um, ytimpact.com. Get signed up for that free seven or so free five day challenge. Now I'm all messed up. I can't even give the call to action, Evan, because the screen was going crazy. Yes. Um, You can go there. Evan, I just want to thank you so much for um, just being someone who took massive action, Mm. who took what was out on the internet, who took what was for free, who took your passion and really just wanted to help people. And I'm just so encouraged. And I saw so many people say they were encouraged by who you are and the work that you're doing and the leader that you are becoming. So thank you so much for joining me on the YouTube Made Simple show. And we will catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.